Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. And our top story today, solutions to help employers help their caregiving employees. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Ray McGrath is currently a caregiver for his mother. Ray, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Oh, glad to see you as well, Jeff. Uh, let's, uh, before we get into technology and what maybe you are using as a caregiver, how's your mom doing? Um, my mom is still doing okay. I mean, um, uh, or as well as could be expected. I mean, she's been on hospice now, usually typically it's six months. Uh, she's into her 15th month. So, you know, we're wow. thankful for that. But at the same time, um, you know, it's been a slow, painful journey and I know she's not uh, really comfortable right now, you know, but. Well, um, you know, we're all trying to make her as comfortable as possible. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, you've been working really hard, and, and it, you said this is atypical. Uh, Fifteen months is atypical. Um, everything going well in terms of securing uh, staff and people to assist her? Um, we've had turnover. Uh, not so much me, but um, say the hospice agency and. Um, when I say not so much me, I mean, I, ha I have a caregiver who I take care of or, you know, compensate personally to help me out. But then um, my mom ha has help from the hospice and other insurance agencies, and, and they're having a hard time with staffing because it's a, you know, we all know it's a, a low unemployment market, but it's also uh, a difficult market to try and find people who can, uh, you know, pass all the screens and have the necessary skills to take care of, you know, in some ways. I know it's a caring job, but it, it can be also very uh, challenging mentally for someone to take care of someone who's, you know, in declining health. Yeah, uh, well well said. Ray, I want to talk a little bit this morning. Uh, we've got two great segments. This first one, I want to talk about technology. And as a caregiver, you're also a professional working in the asset management and financial services world. Let's talk about technology first. And, and you mentioned staffing, caregivers. Are there websites and or apps that you're using to help in your research for staff, for your mom? Um, initially, yes. When I, when I first realized my mom was going to be, uh, you know, needing hospice care and that I couldn't provide 24-7 care because she wanted to live in, in her own uh, condominium, so to speak. So I used so, a variety of apps to try and search and find people. But in the end, um, I had a hard time finding folks that wanted to either, you know, they wanted to just do 40 hours a week or not weekends and things like that. So in reality, I went back to um, traditional methods, uh, friends and family who were kind of in my demographic, who were also trying to take care of their elderly patients and who they've used and relied on and different networks. So, so like more community networks or church groups. And basically I found someone or I found a few individuals and then I had a choice at the time of uh, people primarily from word of mouth or references from, from friends or peers. That's how it worked yeah. for me. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting given that we live in this world of social media and technology, but yet it's still the community, the actual physical community Maybe that's a lesson there for the metaverse uh, proponents. Uh, Ray, I want to ask you about um, finances, not personal finances, but what about technology to manage, now, forgetting your budget, but 
you've, your mom, there's a budget there allocated to caregiving. How, how do you, how do you tackle that? Do you use technology to do that? Um, no, pretty much uh, with my mom, I, I have a power of attorney. So, I mean, that's been helpful. And um, I've been able to use that to uh, tap into her, um, you know, monthly uh, social security checks and payments. So I've been able to pay her bills and then, you know, I make, I make up the shortfall as well. So so really, I haven't used a lot of tech. I, I, I mean, I do online banking, but it's really as a power of attorney uh, for her. So it, it, initially in the beginning, it was a lot of running around to the bank to try and, uh, you know, they wanted to see original documents from the attorney saying that I had power of attorney and then they need to put it on file. And then once they had that on file, then I was able to make transactions, you know, to pay my mom's, uh, you know, uh, taxes and utility bills, things like that. Yeah. Really, really important that you get that estate planning, the power of attorney, the the medical directive, all that done. And we've covered that on on other programs. Right. Uh, last question for the segment. Um, and I know that sometimes you work. Well, first of all, your mom is home. You've got a caregiver or caregivers that come. Uh, let's talk about Internet access, because sometimes you come to her home to access Zoom, which you and I are doing right now. But mm -hmm. let's let's talk about um, did you need to enhance your mom's internet access you know, maybe she was just getting like 500 megabits or 250 megabits but i'm thinking about zoom but also things like netflix and and streaming that maybe to keep her mind occupied that that's exactly it jeff so my mom really only had basic cable so i had to add wi-fi and things like that so that uh because even though i have a caregiver that stays with her for most of the week a couple of days a month i am the caregiver so i'll stay with her for three or four days a month just to uh give the caregiver a break and uh, during those periods, you know, especially if it's when I'm working, I need access to Zoom. So I had to uh, um, enable her home to have Wi-Fi so that I could continue. Fortunately, you know, you, you touched on a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat blessed in that I can work remotely since the pandemic. And uh, it allows me then to the days where I have to be with her, I can work remotely from another room and conduct all my Zoom meetings. And, and does the technology help, for example, connectivity for the caregiver I'm, I'm thinking about you know the vitals all the things that the caregiver needs to do in order to track your mother's care her you know things like her blood pressure uh, heart rate all the things that you know we have fitbits now and things that do that but is any of that necessary um for your mom or is it really just focused on internet access yeah it's at least in my mom's case, it's it's none of that. I mean, um, there are nurses that stop in to see her two, three times a week, and they'll check her oxygen levels and things like that. But um, they're logging it into their own tool that the hospice company provides, I guess you could say. But um, really, the only technology my mom is using is, yes, to stream TV, which, um, you know, she, lately she hasn't been too interested in. But um, really, the only one using technology there is myself just to conduct my work or business, yeah. you know. Well, Ray, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about what employers can do to improve the mental health of caregivers. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. 
This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and called Credit Repaired for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. Welcome back. We're joined this morning by Ray McGrath. He's currently a caregiver for his mother. Ray, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Thanks for having me, Jeff. All right, Ray, let's uh, talk about, um, you know, obviously this, being a caregiver, not just with you, but anybody who's taking care of a a sick relative or or just someone in the family, it can be mentally draining. How how important is is and that and by the way that 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 can peel over or spill over uh, to the employer. How important is mental health and how do you handle your own mental health, your sanity, in all seriousness, um, dealing with your family but also your mom? Right. Well, you know, I, I'm, in some ways, I do get envious when I talk to folks who uh, may be working in maybe public in industry, not private industry, and they have a different level of benefits. So they're able to take a one year leave to take care of a parent or what have you. I mean, I'm in New Jersey. New Jersey has rules about Family Medical Leave Act. You could take a, a few months with reduced pay, but I, I know that's an option that's available to me. I really have, because I've been able to balance uh, my mom and, and my 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 career, uh, I, I haven't gone down that path because I'm trying to, for as, at least as long as possible, do both. But to your point, Jeff, it, it is stressful. Um, you know, I, I rely a lot on the caregiver I have to just en enable me to continue and work in my career. I, I look at the individual that's helping me almost like having, a, an, this is an analogy, but having a generator during a, a hurricane because if that generator goes down, you're, you're in trouble. And so I rely a lot 
and, and I try and be as um, you know caring as possible to the individual that's taking care of my mom because uh, in a lot of ways they're my my only line of support right now. So I, 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 it's difficult. It, it's stressful at the same time, you know, to see a loved one in pain and, and, and you know, slowly dying, I guess, you, you know, that that's that's reality. But um, it, it, it is it is stressful. I, I get a lot of uh, input from other people. Oh, you should do this and do that. I mean, really, I'm just trying to do what's what's what my mom wants, what's best for her. Fortunately, my mom has most of her mental cap capacities. So she's able to tell me what she wants. So, uh, and, you know, she gives me a lot of direction, whether I want it or not, but, you know. <laughs> That's what mothers do. Uh, uh, Ray, uh, for all the employers out there, small, large, medium, uh, across the different sectors, you mentioned FMLA. That's, I think, pretty standard, uh, at least for what I can tell in the 50 states and territories and around the country, but what, what should employers be doing? Because we have, a, we have an aging society. People like you and I, you, you and I are not that, much, not that much different in terms of age, um, but what should employers be thinking about in supporting their, their caregiving workers? Yeah, you know, I was talking to another individual who, they're kind of just under the threshold. I think at least in New Jersey, if you have 50 or more employees, you have to provide this benefit. And uh, they didn't want to go over that 50 number because it comes with a whole extra set of financial burdens for the employer. But, you know, um, my sister-in-law is going through this. So there's a lot of folks uh, that are, you know, trying to adapt and take care of elderly parents or loved ones that need care. Uh, what can employers do? My employer has been, I don't want to say they've been not supportive. They have been supportive. It's not like they have said to me, oh, we need you in the office five days a week because that that would be a challenge right now you know so um i think employers it's a balancing act i don't think they want to alienate their employees but they're also trying to manage expense so even even state or government programs come at a cost i mean nothing is free so it, it is it's a balancing act for employers for sure and, and what about employee benefits like um employee assistance programs I, i'm thinking about the mental uh, you're not in this situation. You seem to be balancing and, and managing it very well, although I'm sure there are very stressful aspects to what you're doing, both professionally and from a caregiving perspective. But what about employee assistance programs um, and benefit programs? Are they, are, are they of value? Would they have been of value if available 15 months ago when you were going, where you could have made that phone call and said, hey, John Doe, Jane Doe, I need some help. How, how can I do this? Right. So we, uh, yeah, we, we actually had um, through it, uh, one of the, one of the employers uh, had this service where they would search for nursing homes that had availability for a patient. And, um, you know, we gave them the geographic area and we, we described what we were looking for. And the employer had this agency that went and, and searched, um, you know, within New Jersey. And basically they were coming back with what the monthly cost would be. And it was ranging, you know, 13 to 15,000 a month. Maybe some of the, maybe on the low end where there were some $12,000 a month facilities, but um, that for, for myself, that would, that would have was a big financial burden for me. So that's part sure. of the reason, you know, my mom is uh, at home and having at home care because um, you know, there's a whole host of issues with, if you go into a nursing home, um, there's this cost, but then you also have to sign away basically all your assets just to cover 
um, you know, in case you run out of cash. So they want to be able to sell your home and things like that. So, you know, it, yeah. it was... Yeah, that, you're right. Those are important decisions. And a lot of people watching this may not be aware. If you haven't gone through it, uh, that was probably pretty eye-opening for you, having not gone through this before. Um, Ray, we're going to have to leave it there. Always appreciate your insight and your willingness to share some of your personal experiences. I think it makes all of us have better future experiences. Ray, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you, Jeff. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget... Roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. 